You're listening to the Study Legal English podcast, the world's first legal English podcast, helping lawyers and law students become fluent in legal English. Hello and welcome to episode 9 of the Study Legal English podcast. I am your host, Louise, and over the next few shows, I'll be talking to you about networking in English. In previous episodes, I've already covered preparing for an event and small talk, and in the coming weeks, we'll be looking at following up with phone calls and meetings. In today's episode, we'll be looking specifically at following up with an email. So, let's get started. So, you've met someone at a networking event, you have their business card, and now it's time to get in touch. One of the most important aspects of networking is the following up after the actual event, because without this, your relationship won't develop very far. You want to maintain the relationship, and so try to make contact via email within 24 hours. Or if you decide to phone, try to have already scheduled a time you will follow up with a call. You should have already put a time for a call or email in your diary, secured the person's contact information and noted the points you talked about and the reasons why you want to get in touch further. Once you've made contact via email or phone, you can also connect via LinkedIn and later at a meeting. You can also create a reminder in your calendar to reconnect on about a monthly basis. In today's episode, we'll hear from Brian, the trainee, and John, the partner, both lawyers at MMBR Law Firm. In the dialogue, you'll hear the kind of vocabulary typical in an English-speaking law firm. As you listen, pay attention to the structure of John's email and also the tone of his email. How does he ensure that it is polite, but also direct? First, we'll hear the dialogue at a slow pace. So, let's take a listen. Brian, um, take a look at this. I think it's important for you to see how I follow up with a potential client from the conference we went to. Have a read through this email. Okay, thanks, John. Yes, that could be helpful. Let me see. This one here. Okay, so it says, Dear Rachel, I trust this finds you well and that you had a safe trip back to the UK. It was a pleasure to meet you at the Real Estate Law Conference last week, and I hope you managed to get to all the talks you wanted to see. If you remember... We discussed some of the problems your company is facing in light of Brexit and the MMBR, as a leading advisor in the area of real estate, is in a position to help you. I would really like to talk over how our firm might be able to support you in this matter at a meeting. Are you free next week to discuss this further? Please find attached some further information about our firm and an article which I think you will find particularly helpful on real estate development trends in Europe. 
If you have any further inquiries, please do not hesitate to contact me. I look forward to hearing from you shortly. Kind regards, John Packford. Great. So when you're writing a follow-up email, a good way to structure it is to think of the acronym HIP-RACE. That's H for hello or salutation, I for icebreaker, P for previous contact, R for reason for emailing, A for attachments, C for contact in the future, and E for ending. Let's take a closer look at how John uses this structure. So firstly, the H for hello. John says hello with Dear Rachel. It's very common to use this formal salutation even in emails. He then goes on with an icebreaker. I trust this finds you well and that you had a safe trip back to the UK. Then he refers to past contact. It was a pleasure to meet you at the Real Estate Law Conference last week, and I hope you managed to get to all the talks you wanted to see. You could also say, it was great to meet you, or I was pleased to meet you at the conference. He then goes on to give his reason for getting in touch. If you remember, we discussed some of the problems your company is facing in light of Brexit, and the MMBR as a leading advisor in the area of real estate, is in a position to help you. I would really like to talk over how our firm might be able to support you in this matter at a meeting. Are you free next week to discuss this further? Notice how John said, I would really like instead of I want. This is an example of being polite, but not necessarily over polite. For example, It would have been overly polite and unnecessary if John had said, Please, I would really like it if you could kindly talk this matter over with me. Then John goes on to attach documents. Please find attached some further information about our firm and an article which I think you will find particularly helpful on real estate development trends in Europe. Notice how John used please but then very direct language. He didn't say, please, could you find attached to this kindly document, which would certainly be too much. He then goes on to talk about contact in the future. If you have any further inquiries, please do not hesitate to contact me. I look forward to hearing from you shortly. Again, here John uses please, but then very direct language. You could also say, I remain at your disposal if you have any further queries or if I can help in any other way, please do let me know. But again, don't overdo it. For example, you don't want to say, I remain at your complete and ultimate disposal, which would be too much. John ends his email with, Kind regards, John Packford. You could also say very best wishes or best wishes. Endings such as yours sincerely are quite uncommon in emails nowadays. So now let's take a look at the vocabulary. The vocabulary John and Brian use is quite straightforward. 
However, there are a couple of phrases which might need explaining. So next you'll hear the vocabulary. There will then be a beep and a short pause for you to repeat the vocabulary. This is followed by the definition. Then we'll hear an example sentence from the dialogue, followed by another example of using the vocabulary. Then there'll be a beep and a short pause for you to repeat the new phrase. Number one, to read through or to read over. To read through something or to read over something means to read something normally quite quickly from the beginning to the end, sometimes to spot mistakes or to get an opinion from somebody. John said, Have a read through this email. Repeat after the beep. I read through the draft contract last night and there are a couple of clauses which we need to change. Number two, in light of. In light of means because of, or due to, or since the discovery or knowledge of something. John's email said, We discussed some of the problems your company is facing in light of Brexit. Repeat after the beep. In light of the recent court judgment, the business industry will face stricter regulation. So now let's listen again at a more natural speed. Brian, um, take a look at this. I think it's important for you to see how I follow up with a potential client from the conference we went to. Have a read through this email. Okay, thanks, John. Yes, that could be helpful. Let me see. This one here. Okay, so it says, Dear Rachel, I trust this finds you well and that you had a safe trip back to the UK. It was a pleasure to meet you at the Real Estate Law Conference last week. And I hope you managed to get to all the talks you wanted to see. If you remember, we discussed some of the problems your company is facing in light of Brexit. And the MMBR, as a leading advisor in the area of real estate, is in a position to help you. I would really like to talk over how our firm might be able to support you in this matter at a meeting. Are you free next week to discuss this further? Please find attached some further information about our firm and an article which I think you will find particularly helpful on real estate development trends in Europe. If you have any further inquiries, please do not hesitate to contact me. I look forward to hearing from you shortly. Kind regards, John Packford. Finally, let's have a recap and some final tips. Remember, it is important to follow up quickly after you have met someone at a networking event. Sending an email is a quick and easy way to do this, and if you use this way, remember to structure your email well. A good structure to remember is using the acronym HIPRACE, which means hello, icebreaker, previous contact, reason, attached documents if necessary, contact in the future, and then the ending. Many students are worried that their emails aren't polite enough 
and are concerned that they are too direct. But the other side of this is being overly polite. You can avoid doing this by using either please and then direct language, or using modals such as I would like to speak with you further, or could we speak further. So that's the end of today's episode. We've covered how to follow up from a networking event with an email. And in the next episode, we'll be looking at how to follow up with a phone call. For more practice, Podcast Pro members can access online learning materials, including transcripts of the shows and quizzes to test your knowledge. If you're not a member yet, you can sign up for a free trial at www.studylegalenglish.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others. And if you have any feedback or topic requests, I would love to hear from you. You can get in touch by email info at studylegalenglish.com or on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening and see you next time.